Hey, welcome to the latest edition, maybe the last edition of the season, we'll see, um, of First Day Cop 8. It's episode 39 of season three. It's a podcast of liberal supporters in Delaware and friends of those liberal supporters. Thanks for listening on your preferred platform. We're available on all of them. Um, so I'm Paul, and this week I'm joined by Sean and Daz, and we're going to talk about the Champions League final. Um, not in a way I think we might have anticipated talking about the Champions League final. Um, we clearly uh well if i just reflect on the game itself i think we thought we should have won um probably thought we would have won before the game happened but there's so much stuff i think we want to talk about that happened before and around the game and there's probably still going on um and i think i I think it's important to state our goal here is to help the uh, people in our community our, our liverpool delaware liverpool usa support school community to come to terms with what might have happened and find a positive way forward. Because I think there's a lot of positives about this team and the season, which should not be damaged by what happened uh, in Paris or in the suburb of Saint-Denis, to be specific. Um, I don't know how I'm going to start this, but uh, let's, let, I'll, I'll just open it up. Uh, Champions League final, 1985, was one of the worst experiences of my life um it was a game that didn't matter in the end because of what had happened before uh, and i could not help but reflect on how the final of 2022 mirrored it fortunately did not mirror it quite as as, as it could but there were still parallels and the game seemed less important because of what happened outside um i'll start with you daz uh you know whatever you want to go after uefa the french government the stupid tribalism that claims that somehow it's all about Liverpool fans. Where do you want to go? Uh, well, so I had to watch it on my phone because my son was was playing in a in one of in a game that was meaningful to him, so it was meaningful to me. So I was, I remember we left early so that I could watch the first half, and, I, and then I saw there was the, the reports like, oh, it's been pushed back because. There's too many. There was there was too many fans trying trying to get. And I was like, this doesn't this doesn't feel right. This doesn't feel right at all. And then the immediate response from a number of outlets was to revert to type and saying, oh well, this has kind of happened before, hasn't it? With the same group of people. And I was like, no, like this 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 is a playbook. This has happened before, and they're trying to trot it out again. I know for a fact that this is not happening. How many, how many, how many games, away games, has Liverpool been to since then, and to this, and even even in this season, and have been exemplary in, in their behavior? And it was wrong from the start, and I just felt it in my bones that something something is not right here. And the reports that you're reading from that that's har- it's harrowing. And I think today they say, I know I'm jumping all over the place because my head's all over, my head's been kettled by this because for this exact reason, like. You you tapped into like the worst possible thing that you could have possibly tapped into for for Liverpool fans of of, a, of of almost well of a certain age but almost any age at this point than anyone that has any clue about being a Liverpool fan and I'm like you 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 were you were I was I was I was incensed I was, I was beyond rage because I was looking at what was going on and the way that people was like oh it's Liverpool fans get in it I'm like you haven't read the Taylor report you they've spent the last 33 what 32 years fighting this yeah 33 yeah 
33 years fighting this for this exact reason. And, and, and people are picking up the same trope, the same line, and they're running with it. And like you were talking about the tribalism, like the point winning. Like, and numerous people have come out and said, it's like, this, this could be you next time. This isn't about Liverpool supporters per se. The Real Madrid fans had to go through it too. And the reports are coming out around that. So you can't say it's just us. That the, the, the Real fans had exactly the same experience. More so on the way out, but kind of on the way in too, being penned in, being herded like cattle. Yeah. And, it, and, and just, and how, it just the number of people that are having like PTSD that, that, were, that, weren't, that weren't at Hillsborough, that, 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 were, that were stuck in this. I was looking at Phil Blundell, and he's like, I, there's portions of this that are missing for me. And Mari, our Mari Lewis, is saying, it's like, this is what happens with trauma. It's like you kind of block out certain points and amplify other yeah. points. And like over time, these things will start to piece themselves back together. He's like, I can't remember certain portions of the day, period. Like they've been black from my memory. Yeah. And it's, and for the French government to come out and try and trot out that line where there, there's so much, this isn't 32, 33 years ago. Everybody has cell phones. You're talking about Ian Byrne was in there. And he's, and he, he was part of that. We're talking about businessmen. There's, these aren't just the, the, the yobs that everyone thinks that, that, that were at, at, at Hillsborough that showed up late and drunk. Like these are these are like members, the pillars of the community that were, were in the same situation, experiencing that, are coming out now with footage, with, with firsthand accounts. You can't hide this. And what is UEFA going to do? Like they, They've been almost absent to this point as far as I can tell. Like what are they waiting to see what the fallout of this is and then they're going to act? It's... It's, it feels craven. It feels cowardly. So I was really encouraged um, by everything that Dan Austin has done over this yes. period. And if you haven't, um, like, like look for his articles or look for the things he's talked about. Um, so, so, so Dan is a very clear speaking man who um, from Liverpool, who apparently speaks French very well. So therefore was very clued into um, to what was happening. But uh, my, my the, so John, I'll, I'll go to you. My, um, my very good friend, Paul was at Heisel. Uh, he was at Hillsborough also, and he texted me, he was in the ground, um, on Saturday, he texted me quite a few times about how it felt like both of those things. Um, the Heisel similarity was like the game was delayed and no one knew what was going on. Um, it, it didn't feel good. Uh, like felt like bad things had happened. And obviously at Heisel, worse things happened than, Fortunately, happened at Stade de France, but uh, the the Hillsborough thing was that the, well, allowing the crowds to build up and all the pressure, and then to want to snipe at, um, like some pe- somebody climbed over the fence after all of this. Um, so I'm sure there's else we could say. We we talked last night about um, the way this has been reported. What 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 is the most important thing from your perspective that you'd want to correct from the narrative we've heard from some of the people who are talking about this? Uh, most important thing to correct. Oh. Um, well, I think it depends on who you're reading. Like the, the narrative has been extremely consistent uh, so, from, so, from the people that, are, that, are, that were there. Yeah, so so I, I I guess what I'm, I'm I, this afternoon what I heard was the minister of the interior and the minister of sport did a whole like like a, a conversation with the the French Senate and and 
they were still spouting the thirty to forty thousand fake tickets. It's, it's all, and... it's, it's all, yeah, all that stuff is bullshit. I'm sorry, it's like it, it. I don't know where they're getting that's like a lot of this crap from, but they're just making things up. I mean, did it, they pass math? Is my question. I mean, did yeah, they? no, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I think I saw one report that you know I can't remember where I saw it. I've been looking at so much stuff over the last few days um, from the fallout, but they said that there were. 2000 and some um fake ticket swipes but yeah. like that could also mean they swiped the ticket because apparently their 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 ticket reading machines weren't working correctly so they could have swiped the ticket eight times for yeah. a legit ticket Andy Heaton said that actually he came out and said they swiped his four times before it went through and he's like does that count towards their 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 their, their fake ticket count that yeah. would make so 900 fake tickets right if it was you have to but yeah there are eyewitness accounts of like you know all this stuff um people coming up horribly organized they get you know thousands of people funneled into this tiny area um meanwhile they're all watching local use um in the crowd trying to pickpocket people and jump the fence and the cops are doing nothing about that and you know i, I think that i don't know the most horrific thing about it to me is is watching like videos and pictures of little kids and handicapped people and elderly people getting tear gassed and pepper sprayed through a fence there, you know, you see videos of some of the crush going on. It's horrible. Like I've seen videos of people pulling their kids out of the crowd, crying, saying, get them out of here. Like, I mean, it's just, it's, it's horrific. And, um, I, you know, I don't know what the French government or UEFA are going to do, but I hope that, yeah, I, 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 I don't, I, I don't even want to say. I hope that the UK government backs up the club, but you know, I, I guess you know it would be good and helpful. It's what they should do, and I hope the club pursue it as far as they can possibly take it. Um, you know, and support all the people that were there as much as possible. And it's just, I mean, the, the thing, you know, so like, yeah, I went to the pub, Rooney's, watched the match. It was, you know, I was obviously disappointed that we lost, but um, even at that time, I was aware enough of all the nonsense going on outside the ground that honestly, I had already blocked a couple of my friends that were like joking around about it, you know, making fun of Liverpool fans for having gone through it. Um, I still haven't unblocked them. I, I can't even, you know, I just can't deal with it. I mean, the, the fan tribalism, you know, it's it's like, the whole thing was just horrific. And, and so then, you know, I woke up Sunday thinking like, just feeling horrible about the whole thing. And it's just like the game really didn't matter. Like, you know, I, I wonder what the reaction would have been if we had won, like it still would have been horrific for all those people that went through that. You know, I mean, I, I don't think it would have made up for it. It definitely wouldn't have. I mean, they, all these people had to go through this traumatic experience for what, like, it made it made absolutely no sense. They wanted to treat everybody like they were some drunken hooligan. It wasn't just on the and way in, it was on the way like, out too. Well, right, and then and then on the way out, they had local use that were like you know, a couple of people. I think got severely injured, hospitalized, cut in the face. I saw another guy; his leg was all broken from being jumped by use. And, and the cops weren't doing anything to protect fans from that. They're supposed yeah. to be there to protect fans. And I, I had also heard weird stories about. You guys saw this, like, when, when some of the fans were leaving the stadium, the, the police basically blocked their exit 
and I don't know what they were trying to do, but they, they had the exit blocked off and they had all these armed guards surrounding them. And it was, you know, people started screaming at them and eventually they, they opened up a small passageway for people to get out. Yeah. But it was just like, what the, like, what are they doing? Like they're, it was like the police were intentionally terrorizing our fans is yeah. basically what happened. Well, I, I think there's some something in here where like having decided this was a bunch of hooligans and then they didn't believe like behave like hooligans that we need to like provoke them. Um, and I think that was the 80th minute show at the end of the stadium where the riot police showed up and whatever they did outside. It, it ugh, again, it so reminds me of Heisel where the police were absent for most of the game. And then once people left the stadium, they like had like kind of dogs and they had the full riot gear. And, and it's like, you know, where was this like three hours ago? Cause this would have been really helpful. Yeah. Um, but, but UEFA and, and the French authorities like immediately putting out this word that it was the liver. You know, so first it was Liverpool fans showing up too late. And yeah. then they said, then they went eventually to, I think there was something in the middle too, but then they eventually went to, no, it was fake tickets. Oh, I know it was in the middle. Liverpool fans were trying to jump the fence into yeah. the match. Well, like I'm surprised they've not gone heavy on drunk fans because that that's the yeah. whole playbook, right? It's like arrive late, no tickets, and they were drunk. And, yeah. and then what what I haven't seen video of, but I've read a lot about, is the fact that they they attacked the fan zone for no yeah. reason. Like they At weren't the doing anything. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. It, they were just in the fan zone, like you know, miles away from the stadium. And the police attacked there too. It was it was like it, it was it was like they they expected Liverpool supporters yeah. to to be rioting, and so they put together a plan to address them rioting. And then it didn't matter that it didn't happen; they just followed through with the plan. So it was so just it, crazy. This is definitely worth reading Dan Austin on because he kind of looks at this French politics going on here. There's like them inviting the hooligan management squad, which has been shit all year because apparently every, there's been riots at every French stadium. So that's yeah. part of what they're responding to. And then the, the overload of Les Anglais, um, of which we would hope not to be considered to be part of. And the fact that we've been in four finals in six years and this was the worst by far debacle that happened in those six years um, probably says that we're not like those people but they were thinking of us like that we were the people who invaded Euro 2020 finals. Um, so they've obviously never heard the expression with scouts, not scouts English. English. <laughs> yeah, 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 that was no, that was not in play in any of this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. He, he so the, so one of the one of the people I saw um, referenced that they were either referencing Heisel or Hillsborough. In, yeah. the, in the news conference, like, oh, we were aware of Liverpool supporters who have who have um, History, caused yeah. even caused deaths in the past. And I'm like, yeah, first of all, you're talking about something that was over 30 years ago. We don't even know which event you're talking about. And <laughs> it's just crazy. Like, which was debunked, too, in the, in the yeah. Taylor report. Yeah. Well, in Hillsborough, it was. And, and, and Paul was at Heisel. There's mixed reports about what happened there. Well, well but, but, the wall collapse, basically. So, I mean, no, no more. So, so I, a lot of what I read today about the what about the stuff was, well, you're not completely innocent. And, and there's like, a, you know, okay, but <laughs> like the, the, there was a bigger participant in how this happened. And, my thing about Heisel is the stadium was a shithole and yeah. the things 
there wouldn't there were things that would not have happened in a decent stadium. And what, and ironically, one of the things I always said to people at Heisel was, well, in Paris in 1981, they had a ring around the stadium, so you couldn't even get near the stadium uh, like to cause any problems. Everything was really well organized, even if the CRS, the French riot police, were like slightly hostile towards any fans. But apparently they gave up on the ring around the stadium this time. Which, well, that's the other part that's so weird about it. Like, they're making excuses saying, oh, we only had three months to prepare. Like, I'm sorry, like, why do you need, what, what you know, you should you should already have plans in place about how to handle crowds oh, at the stadium. Sean, Sean, it takes a long time to prepare that menu for the, uh, <laughs> the, 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 the UEFA officials and the special dinner that they have before the game. Well, and, and then um, the other thing that I, I, I was not aware of, but I, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm not familiar with France, but I guess this particular area is like well known to be an extremely high crime area. It's basically, yeah. unfortunately, where a lot of the poor migrants, um, a lot of them, you know, come coming from Africa are sort of, you know, funneled to this area. And so you, you have a massive amount of concentrated poverty. So there's a lot of crime. Um, so they know all that. So why the like, why didn't they do something? You know, they, they, they could have they could have focused more on that rather than Liverpool being hooligans. They could, but, but, but with, with, yeah. with a hooligan enforcement force, whatever we are, and that's what we do. I, you know, so, so love the conversation. And I think one of the really important things is to keep this going until like the whole opinion about it be anything to do with football fans get dis- discredited because clearly there are other things going on in France at this point. I will um, say this. I think that the response from the Liverpool Football Club, the upper echelon, has been very much on point. Mm-hmm. It's been yep. it's been pointed and on point. And I think that Tom Werner was was demanding a, an apology for the for the response. That was before they had this the Senate hearing. Yeah, it was a couple of days ago. At least. And Billy Hogan, I didn't get a chance to listen to it. I know that Billy Hogan just had something. He updated something as well, but. Yeah, it's look. I know that our club has made some missteps in the past, but I think that they're they're very, very much on 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 like right on point and right where they need to be with their messaging around this. I, and I honestly, they they've chosen <laughs> the they've chosen the wrong club to fuck with. We've been to how many finals? <laughs> We've won six of them. Like we are European royalty. I, I actually, I what you're reminding me of is um, Neil Atkinson. I think in the he was on the bus home from the game and he's like i think you might pick the wrong people to pick on here because we might have a playbook about how to deal with you uh after what happened to hillsborough yeah the nonsense about they arrived late they were drunk they had no tickets and then apparently none of those things were true that that says like have you do you know anything about this club you wait for do you know anything <laughs> about this club at this point <sighs> Please hold me. Oh, yeah. they're not right. The other thing I want to say is that I mean the the other part that was that was you know made it I don't know, even sadder a little bit for me is that like the fan zone before the match looked incredible. I mean people yeah. were having the time of their life, and even the day before, the night before, it was like just this incredible joyous atmosphere. I didn't see anything where Liverpool fans were misbehaving or damaging things. You know. There were a couple of videos of them being at cafes and they were spilling into the, the road, but it looked like all the locals were kind of laughing about it. I mean, it wasn't a, it, there wasn't any bad atmosphere. It was a great atmosphere. 
uh, let me finish up the section because I did want to talk a little bit about the game with the which game party. It was a game. Uh, yeah, we could talk <laughs> about the game, but the guy who helped organize the fan park like apologized to Liverpool fans, and he said, "My view is." If you're Dr. Jekyll during the day, it's really hard to become Mr. Hyde at the nighttime. So what he was observing was such a carnival atmosphere. People went to the stadium. They were not people set up to like organize violence and fights, except the French riot police obviously decided to uh, police it that way. Well, the problem is like anytime you're a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Oh, true. Yeah. 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 One anyway, to the game. Let's talk briefly about the game. Fucking hell, Real Madrid were lucky, weren't they? Jesus Christ. We should have won that, shouldn't we? Daz? Yeah, a goalkeeper won the man of the match. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. Simon Brundish put something out to the effect of, like, any time that he's faced that type of expected goals, he's let two or three in. Yeah. It was the second highest expected goals that he's ever faced, and he didn't let a single one in. It was actually it was the it was the post shot xG, which yeah. is like not even expected goals. It's 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 you know it's the fact that like if you want to say oh face, we had good right. chances and we didn't finish, yeah. that's based on where we put the ball. So yeah. like we did finish. He just saved them. You know, so but, but, so look with enough hindsight after it's, it's been long enough for me to think about this. Like and I said this to someone else, like. This just kind of had like the feel of like team of destiny shit for them, for them. Like the fact that how they came back and beat PSG, how they came back and beat, or how they beat Chelsea, uh, how they beat like the whole way in. It was just like when they, when they scored in the 60th minute, I was like, I guarantee we could be right now. We we could be there now playing right now. And we still wouldn't have scored. I, I just had that feeling, feeling for me. And it's, we did enough. I know, Sean, that you have, you said, like, we, we didn't push the tempo. And there were, there were portions where they, they, where rail just stopped. They just, they went and kind of like to, to zone defense and they just, they just prevented us from playing. And that, that, that is true, but we absolutely did enough to win that game. And I know I said 3 1, and, and I feel, and I still feel in my heart of hearts, if that, if that Mane goal had gone in, that mm-hmm. save that, that he made off the post, it hit him in the back and it, I've seen those come off a goalkeeper's hand, off a post, off his back. Most often in. come off the back, yeah. right? Yeah, they usually go back in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and, it yeah. Just, and I was like, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. I couldn't say that because I was watching on a, t- on a screen with my son's like uh, teammates, family sitting there. So, well, Sean and I were. I wanted to say a giant look, fuck. enough fuck offs for you uh, together, yeah. I think. Uh, Thank you, boys. I love the solidarity. I like going off in the pub. Um, I, I, I think actually, I, I think I messaged this. This may not be true, but I don't think I've watched a game with Sean that we've ever lost. Um, again, might not be true, but I don't feel like we've ever lost a game that we watched. Well, the same as Kanate. Kanate hadn't lost a game, yeah. in, like, that I, he played, I, right? and he didn't. He didn't deserve to, and we didn't deserve to lose this yeah, one. He, he played <laughs> great. Deserve, and they got nothing to do with it. Unfortunately, it's such a fucking cool game. Yeah. yeah, I said this. Yeah. I had I had Real Madrid fans come to me after it's like Liverpool deserved to win that game, but we yeah. fucking didn't. You should have lost your bastards. I didn't <laughs> yeah. say that. I was like, was yeah. Like, yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Actually, the, the the thing I struggle with, and I'll go to you next, Sean, is that they're like, oh well, they deserve. So Neil Atkinson said this. They deserved to win this after what they went through. It's like, what? <laughs> it's like honestly, 
if this had been our 53rd game, not a 63rd game, I think we'd have killed you. I think, honestly, we'd have overwhelmed you. But we did. They well, we did, but we didn't score. We wouldn't have been our 53rd game, though. But they gambled heavily. They gambled heavily. They rolled the dice, and it worked out for them. Yeah. Like, the odds were massively against them from the beginning, yeah. through the game, at the end of the game. And Thibaut Courtois told us before, he's like, I'm tough to score against. We're like, mate, I've seen you be scored against. I've seen people score yeah. against you all season long. And he's like, and, and he backed himself. This was his game. This was the one game, right? It was. Sean. Ancelotti, by the way, um, said that Liverpool were decipherable, which gave us an advantage against them over Chelsea, Man City, and PSG. Oh, there, so, uh, some of the comments after the game, that's why I, I can't stand Real Madrid. I mean, before we even lost them last, <laughs> I've never, I, I, I've just never been able to stand them because they live on this, their legacy is built on on this sand. That, that built on fucking sand. For them <laughs> back in the 60s by fixing matches and everything. They have, but, 40, they have 14 no, I know, but, yeah, but you know, but, they had six of the first seven when nobody was playing in this tournament. So, just well, right, and, and, well, and, and, and Franco ensured that they were that, that they they were in it every year because they always won the, the league, and um, so you know, it's, so 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 um, I mean, my, my take on the match so is like, I mean, with, with hindsight, um, we definitely did enough to win the match. We should have won the match. I've seen stuff. I mean, I, I hate to. To, to like their goal, um, they make it look like Benzema may have touched the ball. It wasn't a cross from Valverde; it was a shot. He he mishit the shot. It looks like it bounced off Benzema's foot. Benzema was offside. We're not always going to get that call. Whatever, you know. Uh, Every metric and won the match for the. It was one, one metric. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and it all comes down to the fact that Crow just just had an insane team. Like they, we had four shots to their four. We had most of the possession. We had much higher xG. You know, um, he just you know Courtois made three or four incredible saves that would have been goals against most goalies and. Allison didn't really even have to do that much. I mean, he, he they weren't really threatening us for the you know vast majority of the match. Um, so you know, and and the you know the other factor that is we just we we can't ever know how much all this crap going on outside the stadium might have impacted the match. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it well we know it definitely impacted the crowd because I've heard you know people say who were there that by the time Real Madrid scored. Our, our crowd was just out of it because everybody knew what had happened outside the stadium and, the, and they just weren't getting into it like they would have otherwise. Yeah. Um, my, my, and, my and then, you know, Courtois makes that save against Salah at the end. And it's like, you gotta be kidding me. I mean, it's an incredible save, but at the same time, the ball could have gone Anywhere. in any direction off his arm. Yeah. And yeah. it just happened to go in the perfect spot for us to not get a read pound it for it to not go in the goal um and it was just that's the way everything was going cruel so, game it's a cruel yeah. game it's it's fine it's fine margins you know um and yeah. uh you know so you know it's it that part sucks but it's all the other stuff that happens 
around the game just you know it, it, it makes me wonder how enjoyable it even would have been would have been if we had won you know I mean, i'm sure we would have enjoyed it but everybody still would have had this horrific experience so 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 it turns out we've lost every final we played the way the, the kickoff was delayed um which is an interesting stat huh um okay one other thing I want to mention real, real quick, Paul. There was um, an analysis I saw online of um, they took the, the likelihood of us not scoring any goals in all three of the finals we played this year, and it was something like 0.02% or something like that. Yeah. Um, and the most likely result from RXG in those matches would have been scoring six goals across the, the three matches. And we scored none. So it's just, you know, it, 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 I, I don't know what to say about that. I mean, you could criticize our finishing, I guess, but I don't know. The numbers would, would say that it wasn't our finishing. It was just bad luck, basically, that we weren't scoring. So so I, I, I saw some articles, which I never read, about like, oh, well, he didn't score a goal in three finals. But it, it felt like that was an anomaly. Um, and yeah. But it could also have been – we played a lot of games. I'm kind of wondering whether I said this before, if this had been game 53 versus game 63, whether we'd had more energy and, and like won it more easily. Well, you also have to understand like Fabinho was rushed back. Well, not rushed back, but he'd been gone for two games. Tiago, there was, I remember you texting us, Sean saying, it's like, am I seeing that Tiago's off and Nobby's coming in? And that, that, that was it from a couple of different sites that, yeah. that said that mm-hmm. if the if the kickoff had not been delayed, that Nobby might have started. Yeah, yeah. So it's like they they they've been on the they were on the beach for three weeks before that. They tied Real Betis the game before, and they and they put out their big guns for that. So again, it's like it, it just I, I I think that that Justin said that they just have bad juju, and that that's really kind of what it felt like that there was. There was a, a bunch of, of, of different energetic, bad energetic waves that were all just cresting together at the same yeah. point. I, I, look, they won. And yeah, uh, ordinarily, I'd be, I don't need to be magnanimous. I wasn't involved in the game, but like you can say, as like the better team won. I don't, in my heart of hearts, the better team did, did not win. And like to your point, Sean, like all of the meaningful metrics outside of the, the major one pointed to the fact that we, we, we dominated that game. But as a Liverpool fan, Paul, like how many times have you seen that where it's just, it hit a fucking beach ball and goes in. Like it's. Yeah. I remember that yeah. one. No. Yeah. That's kind of, that's kind of what that. Felt, yeah. Felt I do like think, I, I do think that Austria says that unless the final is like perfect Champions League final, European cup final, then we can be put off our, you know, whatever it is whether it's Heysel, whether it's Athens, which also had its own issues yes. about fan entry, and, yeah. or, or whether it's like the shenanigans in 2018 in Kiev. Um, yeah, it yeah. feels like we can be put off our stride. So next time, when we're in Istanbul, we need to make sure it's all pristine because Jürgen <laughs> said we're going to be there. Um, yeah. There's probably a lot more we could say about the game. Um, I mean, I think overall... Madrid only win in an alternative universe, which is obviously what happened. Um, and we were like three kicks away from being like, the, uh, like achieving the thing that no other English team could ever do again, the quadruple. 
which um, takes me on to the parade. Let's let's talk a little bit about that. I know you need to go in a couple of minutes, uh, Daz. Um, I, I don't know what your perspective was, but I woke up on Sunday morning like feeling a bit sad, knowing the parade was about to happen, thinking, how's it going to work out? I don't know. I don't know. Um, and I, I watched it the first few minutes and was like, there's nothing people around the first spots on the on the anyway. Turns out there were 500,000 people and they were very ecstatic for good reason about this amazing football team. Could have won four trophies, won two, and in the pandemic won the Premier League as well. And we never got to celebrate it. Um, I think this is so much credit. I don't know where you want to go with with this, but uh, we've got a few people leaving. Um, got a few people who got uplifted by the whole thing. Um, that's I don't know how much you saw of the uh, the the parade, but for me it was like a therapeutic moment. It was cathartic, and I think that I, obviously I wasn't there, but the number of people that said like, "How are we going to respond to to what happened yesterday?" And the and they went and they said it was a massively uplifting moment for them. And even from my perspective, if you go back and look on these here airwaves, or we said afterwards, like we might not win anything but these two trophies that we have in the bag right now. And yep. this is still probably the best Liverpool football team of our lifetime. Mm-hmm. And I've I've watched some magnificent Liverpool teams throughout my 48 years. Like I lived, I was around during the 80s when we were that fucking good. And we probably won, we might have won more trophies, but like in terms of what, what we did and how good we were this season, it makes us this probably, and we only won two trophies. I say only one, whereas you have teams that haven't won a trophy in 35 years, looks across park. Um, <laughs> or, or, or even six or seven. Yeah, thirty-five miles up the road to the East Lan- on the East Lanks Road. East Lanks, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's I was the same as you. I woke up, I was like, mm. I was a mm, bit bummed, but I'm like, look what they gave us this year. After everything that happened last year and the year before that, like it's this is just it's it's something to marvel at. Like it's not something to to be sad about that we lost. It's something to be happy about that we had. And that's kind of how I woke up because if this had been three years ago, it would have taken me weeks to recover. And I, I don't know if that, what that says to my character, but it would, like, it, it would have, it would have, it would have put me in the dumps. And I was like, you know what? This is a magnificent team. And even more so is like, it's going to be a magnificent team regardless of who leaves and regardless of who comes in. Like this team is going to be a good team for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Even when we were at our, like, when we were getting decimated by injuries, we were still a good team. We just we faltered a little bit, but we were still a great team. And this is the team that people are going to fear for the next, I'd say, probably next four to five years. Uh, hopefully beyond. But in terms of what we have on the books now and the way we're doing our business, we are. And look, I, I might have looked like a bit of an a hole saying three one against against Real Madrid. But that was more deserved. That was. I don't think so. And if you're going based on the numbers, it's that's the way it should have ended up. Yeah. I stand by it. Like we were an amazing team, yeah. and the fact that that many people showed up tells you more about what this team means 
yeah. to that many people that you can ride that that we lost. This is the second time that these a-holes have beaten us in the final. We could have eight if it wasn't for them. Yep. And it, they, no one cared. They showed up. It was festive. Calvin Harris was up there. Like the players weren't in the dumps. Like how can you, how can, if they were up there like, yay, waving little plastic flags around like, well, we were almost, well, I guess we're close. But they, 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 they enjoyed every single second of that. That was for two years ago and they couldn't be on the bus. Mm-hmm. That was, yeah. that was for everything that they've missed. And it was, and it meant the world to the, like, can you imagine being down the East Lanks Road? Like, yeah, we won the fucking, we won the league and 40 people showed up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think there may have been 45. I don't know. But I'm sorry, I'm bad at math. But <laughs> point B There weren't many. It was a short, it was a short bus journey, right? <laughs> yeah, really. They didn't even, did they even take a bus journey? They just sat in the bus, didn't they? They they drove it like to the end of the driveway and back. Then- <laughs> yeah, we, we so we hundreds was what the BBC said came to the <laughs> yeah. We had hundreds of thousands of people that, that yeah. swallowed that, that massive disappointment. Again, but not because they realized what this team has done over the yeah. course of... It must mm-hmm. have been just a massive, like, cathartic release for people to be able to go and celebrate this team, this this manager, like, how good we actually... like what they. Okay, so you can look at performances, you can look at, like, trophies, but what it means to this community, like, what they have given to yeah. people... It's so it's meaningful. It's it's it's, it's incredible. Yeah. Best fans in the world, he said. I love you all, Sean. He said he um, might have had a few drinks as well, but I'm sure. It, hey, like, what's wrong with that? It? Come on, <laughs> <laughs> that's our show motif, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I was wrong about the parade. I was thinking like, oh god, how are we going to have a parade now after after that? happened so, you know. Sean to be fair the players actually on the interview said what's the choice is it gonna go well that's kind of what I thought I, I was sitting there yeah. thinking like how do the players want to get up and go to this and and particularly after all the perfect stuff that happened outside the stadium you know how do you get up but um but I was you know I, I was wrong it was it was clearly you know there were whatever I think I saw somebody say there were 500,000 people or something like that yeah. um because is this because is every yeah. fucking way yeah and yeah. And, and, yeah. and the players obviously like it it, it yeah I, I'm sure it was great for the players to experience that um even if they weren't sure about it right away yeah um they seem to be loving it and um yeah so I mean it, you know so it, it's I don't know. As a fan, it's it's a bit disappointing just because we were so close to the league and the Champions League. But the team absolutely deserves to be celebrated for for everything that they've done. Um, you know, like you said, that is just fine margins. Um, and uh, but it it shouldn't it shouldn't take away from from everything that that they've given everybody and kind of enjoying the ride and um, just having something to look forward to every every couple days you know you know just excited to watch great players and a great team play and lots of positive um you know just people and personalities in the team and Klopp and you know it's just it's it's great it's I think you said before Des I know you have two Paul like the last couple of years during the pandemic and all that it's just it's been such a blessing to have this team to look forward to to watch with the exception of like a month or two last season, 
um, which was <laughs> which ended up being really depressing because it was an eye opener. Like, oh wow, this is what it's like when Liverpool don't dominate every week. Um, but um, it really has just been great for the fans um, and uplifting for everybody. So um, yeah, no, I mean it was it was great great moment. Um, in terms of people leaving, I'm. I, I kind of, I mean, it's, I'm, you know, it's upsetting in some cases, um, particularly with Mane. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen with Salah, but I mean, our guys, like Justin says, our nerds have proven themselves over and over again. Like, I believe he said needs. <laughs> um, you know, like, but we're we're going to go find like if if one of those guys leaves, we're going to go find the next Diaz or Jota or. Um, you know, Nunes. right. Or, or, or when we got Sal, like Salah wasn't even our top choice when we were going for him. Um, Remember who was, I think it was Julian Brandt. Wasn't Julian it? Brand, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and with Jota, it was, it was Timo Werner. Um, and I, I still think that wow. like, if we had gotten Brandt or Werner, they would have been a big success with Klopp, well, but, maybe not quite but maybe not, you never know. Maybe not. I mean, we might've just lucked out, yeah. but I, I, um, I, I have, I have all the confidence in the world that we'll go identify the next top talent and be just as good. The core, for the most part, I mean, Mane and Salah are a huge part of the core of the team, but our entire defense and, and Fabinho, Thiago, Henderson, like they're all still going to be there. Um, and we have tons of young talent with Curtis and, and Harvey and Trent still only 22 or 23 or whatever. Um, you know, twenty-four. There's, yep. There's there's a lot more, um, a lot more to come from this this team. So. so, so I had some fabulous points to make, but Sean talked too long, and I've forgotten them all. So, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with. Uh, I, I think you need to leave, Daz. Right. You guys, I will I will, I will push it a little bit further for, oh, for the fans. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, well, I'm completely messed up now because I was about to close this close the thing out. Um, also, like, to Sean's point, though, people like players, our favorite players will always kind of well, they have to. Like, it's nothing is immutable, right? Everything has to change. The only constant in the universe is change. I think it's we as fans kind of attach more sentiment to particular players over others, and you see, social. That's what makes social media such a dangerous place sometimes, is because People want to take swipes at Salah versus Mane or Torres versus uh, Rush or like all of our great players have have left eventually. And I, I don't know, I guess I'm at 48 now. I know I look way younger on, on camera, but <laughs> at 48 now, I, I think I've come, I've gotten to the point now where I, I like, I'm okay with it. Like it's, you, you kind of have to allow the ebb and flow. What is what do they say? If you stand by the riverbank for long enough, you get to see all of your enemies flow past you. I, I, I know I'm paraphrasing, but I've never that's heard that before. It feels like everything's <laughs> going everything's to flow past you eventually. Like you just, just, just a lot. Okay. So like people like to attach acrimony to, to Sterling, to, uh, to Torres, to, uh, to Suarez, the way, uh, to Coutinho, the way that they left. And I, I, I yeah. sometimes I get involved in it too. It's, and, and people make bad choices. And, but, and we've made bad choices in replacing those bad choices. We've thrown good money off the bad. But I think that in the long run to kind of 
circle this up or to finish the circle is like, I, I truly believe based on what we've done in the last six to seven years that as, as hard as it's going to be to lose, I love Sadio Mane. There's nothing about that guy that, that, that tells you that you shouldn't love him. Like what he does for his community, the way that he deals with, with Liverpoolians, like all of that should say is like, you should celebrate him and you should like feel sad that he's going to leave us. He's, a, he's, he's had a tremendous, put, like after the AFCON, he's, he's, he's been instrumental in how far we've come. And, but you don't slaughter him because he's doing it in the last year of his contract or what he's trying to, and he's going to whine. Like, don't just appreciate him for who he is and understand like this is, unfortunately, this is part of the business. But celebrate who he is. Same if Sadio decides like he's going to go and play for, 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 for Manchester City, it's going to hurt. But appreciate it. it's part of it's part of what this is how the business works. Just appreciate what they've given to you in the time that they were there, and the fact that someone's going to welly him forty feet into the air when he plays against us. Manchester might be a hard one, but um, yeah. Oh, final thought, Sean. Uh, I don't know. I'm still kind of processing like everything. <laughs> You know, yeah, it, it's it, you know. The for football rules. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, Doyle rules. Um, <laughs> um, you know, I, I guess I, I'm just I'm I'm kind of past everything. I, I I want us to keep prosecuting what happened to the fans, um, but for sure over the final. Yeah, and um, kind of kind of interested, looking forward to see what happens this summer. So we well, apparently um, we're going to be back with the community shield in seven About weeks. Oh, yeah. good lord! Yeah, um, which they're playing at Leicester's. Like, why are they playing at the King Power Stadium? It makes no sense. Woman, oh. woman, so woman, we may uh, have one more podcast to do before the season's done. Yeah, but for this one, let's go with. Um, we'll be back next week to do a season review. Thank you so much, Daz. Thank you so much, Sean. Thank you so much, Hytham, Enrique, and and Justin for this year um if you enjoyed our podcast please tell a friend and retweet us if you can because we retweet only things that we believe in 